Hi, I'm Melanie. And I'm Malia. And you're listening to the White Dress Optional Podcast by Brilliant Bridal. Life before, during, and after your wedding is full of options, and we are here to help. All right, everybody, welcome back to the White Dress Optional Podcast. We have a super fun episode today. Malia, I know you have dog. Tell me about your dog and your life. Yes, so I have a dog. Her name is Lex Luther, Lexi Luther, and she is about to be 14. She's an old lady. We got her eight months into being married. It was like, get married, have a dog. And this was like, also important because my husband was traveling a lot for at the time. Um, he was so fancy and worked for a band and was like doing arena tours on the weekends. So I was like, well, I'm going to need a dog at home. We got married and you're abandoning me. So um, Lexi is like 100% my dog and nobody else's. Like the kids and Clark have talked about like, well, when Lexi is gone, can we get a dog that's like our dog because she loves me more than she loves anyone else. Like she is currently at my feet. Like she is, if, if, if a kid is not touching me, she is touching me. Like she wants to be near me at all times. And I love her dearly and she's getting old. And I can't imagine like without her at this point, because for the last 14 years, she's been by my side. She is lovely yeah. and loyal and uh, everything a dog should be. Um, Mel, when did you and Ryan get dogs? Yes. So we have always been dog people. We both grew up with dogs, but when we got married, we didn't have any at the time. So we got a dog about a year after um, we had been married. And that dog actually, very sadly, I won't make everybody cry, but it got stolen from us right around Christmas time. It She was she was stolen out of like our... our we had like a courtyard outdoor area that was fully fenced and gated. And I guess that happens a lot around Christmas that people like steal dogs for gifts, but it was, she was so beautiful and it was so heartbreaking. So we probably had her for about six months at the time that she had gotten stolen. And so then we got another dog who is our, our old man. Now he is 15 and I just, he's got, he's got two legs on the rainbow bridge. Like, you know, we're just trying to make him happy and comfy and it's, you know, we're there. And then we have a puppy who is about 18 months old and her name is Roxy. And our guest today was actually the one who trained Roxy. So we have one old dog who does whatever the hell he wants. And then we have a puppy who does what we tell her to do. And I would highly recommend the second (laughs) is much easier. So yeah, I definitely recommend going the route of having a dog trained. If you are not capable of finding someone who is, because our guest today is Miss Jen Holden from Liberty Dog Training in Phoenix, Arizona. She is a wonderful dog trainer and she has helped us out a ton with our fur baby the little one. Um, and today she is, we're just going to talk a little bit about dogs at weddings. I'm sure that you for sure, Jen has seen this because you just talk to people about dogs all day. Absolutely. We talk to people about weddings all day and the, the 
the inspiration for this episode was the fact that anytime at Brilliant Bridal that we post a picture on our Instagram or social media of a dog in a wedding, it goes bananas. Like highest engagement posts that we do, if we posted dogs and weddings on our feet every day, our, you know, engagement would explode. Um, so, but knowing what I know from having our dog trained with you, I started thinking like, surely <laughs> there are some red flags here. There are some things to know about including your dog in a wedding. So welcome to the White Dress Optional Podcast. Hello. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. You know, I love to talk about dogs, so. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, we, everyone, you know, unless you're like a, I don't know, a sociopath, you kind of do love talking about dogs. Like everybody loves dogs. So. It's true. It's true. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so uh, I looked up some data just to tell us how popular this is because I see it everywhere and, and wanted to justify my feelings and truly like this is a big trend so i found a newsweek survey that said of the people surveyed over 93 percent considered their dog's family and would want them to be involved in their wedding day like 93 yeah, percent that's a lot and, and not that like that amount of people that consider that a family because i think you know For most sure. people do yeah. but the fact that they would want them at their wedding like yeah. that's a lot yeah yeah that, no, that is a lot. And then I found a wedding wire survey, which is a little bit more tailored, you know, into the wedding industry. And they said that over 50% of couples do include their dog in their wedding decor in some way. So like, um, they take pictures with their dog or they have like, um, an illustration of their dog on their menus. I've totally been to a wedding where the, um, signature drinks were named yeah. after the couple's dogs. Um, so 50% of couples are doing that. Um, and then over 54% are including their dogs in their engagement or wedding photos. And about 30% of couples are including their dog in their actual wedding ceremony. So like walking down the aisle, being a best man <laughs> or bridesmaid. I don't know. Um, so like my first question is in your experience, are 30% of dogs actually well suited for being in a wedding? And how do you know if your dog is ready for that kind of situation? So I honestly think 30% is probably pretty close to be honest with you. Okay. I might put it a little bit lower, um, but I also feel like what the average person deems well-behaved enough to be a part of a wedding is not at all what I would consider. <laughs> just not even as a dog trainer, but just, well, probably that's because of it, but a lot of just what I know about dogs in general. So, and this is kind of based off like the intake forms that I get and potential clients I talk to telling me their dogs are so good, but it's like biting the child when, you know... <laughs> There's a toy involved or so. I mean, there's so many things. So a lot of people though are like, my dog's not aggressive, so it's good. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, that's great, obviously. Or my dog knows sit, so it's well-behaved. I'm like, again, that's great. But there's so much more that goes into a well-behaved dog. I just feel like a lot of people think their dog's well-behaved enough to be a part of it, but I would probably say very few actually are. <laughs> For sure. So what would be some things that couples should look for in their dog to tell them that this is something that 
their dog can handle or that will even just like go well. Yes. So, I mean, start basic stuff. If your dog doesn't listen to you in your own home, for instance, if your dog jumps on guests, steals food off your counter, um, barks nonstop. I mean, those are just a few examples. Then they're not ready, right? If you can't even, if your dog's not under control in your home with no distractions, there's no way that they can handle a wedding. I mean, it's craziness there. You know, there's music, there's tons of people, there's food, dancing, all kinds (laughs) of stuff. Um, Like, you know what I mean? Like music, I don't know. There's so much stuff. So for me, if your dog can't do it at home, then you have some work to do. Not to say they're not capable of doing it with work, but that's where you need to start and then work from there. But if your dog is well-behaved in the home, that's great. Now, can your dog actually walk on a loose leash through the neighborhood without reacting to dogs and humans? Um, Do you have like a solid recall, which means you essentially you have a good relationship with your dog? Will they listen to you when there are distractions? So that's kind of like the next phase. And then we can move on from there to kind of judge. Because for me, if I, you're spending a ton of money on a wedding, right? I mean, you guys know, like weddings yeah. are expensive these days. And yeah. it's your day that you're going to have memories of that for a lifetime. You don't want your dog, you know, stealing people's food. <laughs> Dogs don't generalize. Um, so, and what that means is like, so if your dog knows sit in your house, right? That doesn't mean they actually understand uh. it in a different context, which is like out at the park maybe where there's stuff going on or even in a more busy environment like a store or a farmer's market or something like that. So you really do have to reteach them in every environment. My husband's a therapist and Mm. Mel knows, but we oftentimes talk about the similarities between raising children and dogs. Obviously there's differences, but there's a lot of things that are similar. So, yeah. So if you're, if, if your dog is not well behaved at home, that's just like an automatic no go. If your dog does listen to you at home and has some obedience under its belt, um, then maybe, maybe we're in a place that we can start exploring the option of our dog being in the wedding. I mean, you mentioned things like, can they walk on a loose leash? Are they reactive? Are they, are they counter surfing? I mean, nobody wants the dog to like jump up and steal grandma's steak at your wedding. So like, if your dog is kind of at that baseline, what are some things that you could start doing to maybe what, what would be like the training, I guess, for getting a dog who's got some skills to a place where it can have a successful day at your wedding? Because we don't just want necessarily the pictures and the memories. We, we also don't want the dog to be like traumatized, right? or for people to have a bad experience with your dog. So how do we make this a really good experience for both the dog and the people involved? And what are some steps that can like get us there? So practice, lots of practice. And so my advice would be, if you know you're getting married and want to include your dog, start months before like working with your dog, whether that's with a trainer, which I highly suggest, but um, also you could, there's tons of YouTube videos and stuff. You can work on it on your own. Absolutely. But it takes time because depending on how old your dog is, um, if they do have some behavioral issues, it's not something that gets fixed overnight. Not even a two or three week board and train is going to solve everything because the owners have to reestablish their relationship with the dog and continue on working. So start early and really just 
kind of what we were talking about before, start from scratch. But once you get to the point where your dog has reliable obedience with you, has a solid recall, has, you know, some of those behavioral issues are out the window and can walk on a loose leash, start taking them out. Like farmer's markets for me would be a wonderful place to kind of mimic that busyness of a wedding, because I mean, obviously we can't really show up at a wedding just to practice with our dog, right? <laughs> That's probably frowned upon, but, <laughs> but we can go to places that kind of mimic that environment. Sure. So like I said, farmer's markets and just practice, like, can your dog settle in a busy environment? Can they sit there and just watch the world go by without freaking out or wanting to jump on people? Um, can they hold a downstay like at a restaurant, for instance, and not lunge at every person that walks by? Those are all really good things to practice because essentially if you're having your dog included in the ceremony, they're going to have to be able to sit still, right? At some point, right? whether that's standing still, sitting still, laying still, they have to have an off switch, the ability to settle. For me, that's number one. Um, because again, they can't just be roaming around during the ceremony and stuff like that. So practice in those busy environments, settling again, walking on a loose leash, because if you're, if your dog's walking with you down the aisle, <laughs> you don't, you know, especially wh however that looks, you don't want the bride to get pulled over, you know, or the dog to like yank somebody into the crowd, whatever it may be. So they need to be able to do those basic things, but yeah, practice. It's all about practice. Just getting out there and doing the work. Yeah. That makes me think of something. What if the bride or the, what if the dog owner is not the one coming down the aisle with the dog? What if a couple thinks like, we want the dog to walk down with a ring bearer and, you know, or we want the dog to walk here. We want the dog to walk down with a flower girl and the dog's going to be the ring bearer or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, do you need the dog then to practice with that person and be, be Absolutely. able to take commands from them? Okay. Absolutely. Because again, with dogs, they don't generalize. So a dog could be super, super solid with obedience or with a nice walk. But some random stranger comes and takes the leash, the dog's going to test them. They're not just going to automatically walk nicely on a leash for the most part. Um, so yes, we need them to learn to work with whoever they're going to work with. Um, with that being said, I mean, you can teach a dog like a solid, like off leash heel, practice mm -hmm. that so that nobody even has to hold a leash, right? Like just have the dog walking nicely by the flower girl or whatever it may look like. But yes, definitely practice. Um, and I, okay. I work with a ton of people with little kids who want to be able to walk their big giant dogs. It's a hundred percent possible, but again, it just takes repetition and practice and getting, getting the dog to understand that they have to behave the same way with like the owner or the trainer with the little girl or the little boy or whoever it may be. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Um, okay. So if you've done all the practice, you're feeling really confident, like this is going to go well. Your dog is, is really connecting either with a person that's going to walk down the aisle or is, you know, being able to stay really calm in like other like busy public situations. How long can a dog handle this environment? Like if an average wedding ceremony, I'm totally spitballing here. I don't know if this is true. is like 20 minutes mm -hmm. to me. Can a dog sustain that? Should you practice the dog being 
in place or being down for longer than the duration of the ceremony so that it, the duration is an easy thing for them? What does that maybe look like? That's a great question. And honestly, um, it also, we want to take into account like what's leading up to that part of the day for them, right? Like, are they okay. out and about with, I don't know, whatever it looks like. Are they out and about like mingling with people, with guests, or are they in their crate resting? Um, because that you have to take that into account. We also need to take into account breed and age. And what that looks like is if you have a young dog, a puppy or a pretty young dog, their attention span is like that of a gnat. Okay. Puppies and younger dogs, depending on the breed, especially they can only handle so much. Like when I work with puppies, our sessions are maybe 15 minutes long. Otherwise they start to lose their mind just like a toddler. And then you're going to start seeing a naughty behaviors, which we obviously don't want right in the middle of our wedding ceremony. Um, breed is very important too. So if you have an outdoor wedding, right. Um, if, and it's a warm day, if you have like a bulldog or something like they can't mm -hmm. handle very much time out in the heat. So that's something to consider. And if you have an older dog, they also tire out pretty quickly, but they also, you have to take into account, are they suffering from some like physical limitations or ailments? Because that can lead to, if they're expected to stand, for instance, or even sit, like some dogs can't sit if they have hip dysplasia or other mm -hmm. issues. And even more than that, like if you push a dog past their point of physical limitations or mental, that's when you're also going to start to see grouchiness or, you know, behavioral issues pop up. So we really need to take into account kind of all those factors. And, but your average adult dog can definitely handle 20 to 30 minutes for sure. Like not a problem. Okay. I actually practice, I actually practice with the dogs in my program. Like we'll go to breakfast or a coffee shop and they will be expected to hold a downstay for sometimes an hour or more. You know what I mean? So it's definitely possible. It's just practice again. Okay. So if you're wanting your dog to really be like on their best behavior, all buttoned up, got like kilo bow tie on them. <laughs> they're, they're going to be in the ceremony. Like, should you then, what should the plan be for after their they're done. Like when should we have a dog sitter at the wedding for them to, because obviously the, if the bride and groom were assuming here in this situation or the couple are <laughs> the dog owners, um, they're not going to then be, you know, going off no. for potty breaks. <laughs> you exactly. know? What do we do with the dog after the ceremony? So I actually know a lot of trainers who have this as like an add-on service. They will be the dog handler for the ceremony. So what that looks like is maybe helping direct them like down the aisle or, you know, kind of giving them commands on the side or whatever, but also after the ceremony. So if the, if the couple wants them to still be kind of involved in like the reception or whatever, but at least you have somebody who can handle the potty breaks or maybe take them out for a while. If, if it's at a facility or something that has like a quiet room, put them in a crate for a little bit so that they kind of can rest and decompress. And then you can bring them back out and join, like if they want to be in pictures or whatever part of the festivities. But yeah, I think it's a great idea, whether it's somebody you hire or a trainer or a family member that you trust that, you know, is going to, you know, be able to control your dog and know the signs to look for if they're getting tired or fatigued or grouchy or naughty, you know what I mean? <laughs> we just, yeah. we want uh -huh. somebody to, 
we want somebody definitely in charge of the dog. Like we don't want the dog to kind of be doing like its own thing. And we certainly don't want the right. owners to have to worry about it. Right. So, okay. What, um, is there any difference between, let's say a couple for whatever reason, they don't want the dog in ceremony. That's not their vibe. They don't yep. feel like their dog's ready, but they definitely want some pictures with the dog at the wedding. Mm-hmm. What is that? Can that be a different level of responsibility for the dog? Can that look a little bit differently? Is there anything recommendations you would have there? If like, you know, maybe you even have someone that can bring the dog for a little, a little bit. bit and then take them away or something like that. Like what, what would you say to that? Absolutely. And, and again, most of the time with pictures, at least some of the pictures, like we take the owners and stuff kind of away from the ceremony, right? So you don't really have to worry as, unless they're going to do some involved in the ceremony, then that's different, but you don't have to worry as much about some of like the nervous stuff. I don't even know if we talked about that, but like dogs who are afraid of all the things, because that's going to be a disaster for pictures. If your dog's like Mm. spooked about everything, like we want Again, we still want the basic obedience, the ability to sit and listen and all that stuff. Um, Because I don't know if you guys know, but taking pictures of dogs, it's really hard. (laughs) It's really difficult. Um, I I do it all day long and it's hard. But honestly, there are some really great photographers that just know what they're doing. So bring props or like treats and stuff like that to kind of keep the dog's attention. Squeaky toys are great or food. Um, But I think that's a great idea as long as you have somebody who can kind of help like assist with the dog and get them in and out of there without making it such a big deal for the owners to have to worry about. Sure. I think it would be cute to have your dog in your wedding pictures. Yeah, I know. I think so too. And, and another option too, if that's still like maybe feeling a little too high pressure for couples, put them in your engagement pictures because most likely that is just going to be the two of you, you know, maybe at a park or, you know, somewhere that's going to be way less pressure um, for everyone involved and you still get those pictures that last a lifetime with your fur baby. Absolutely. Because I mean, the more, for some dogs, the more people, the more excited they're going to get, like they have a threshold. Some dogs can handle like mom and dad and maybe one other person. But when you have like, if you have a huge wedding, say you have like 15 bridesmaids and you know what I mean? It's like, that's going to be a lot for some dogs to like maintain their composure with that. I mean, that's a lot for some people. Let's be honest. It is. It is. I agree. (laughs) Me. Some people need practice before going to a wedding. (laughs) Me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, okay. We're going to wrap up here today, but just in case the... We decide, a couple decides, you know what? We love our dog, dogs. This is not the right environment for them. Like we kind of briefly mentioned before, there are so many options for still including your dog in your wedding, making them an important part of your day. Decor, there's so many custom options for decor on sites like Etsy where (laughs) people can make an illustration of your dog that can then be included on different printed materials at your wedding. Um, You can have, like I said, I've heard signature drinks named after dogs. I've seen, you know, like a custom printed pocket square for, (laughs) um, of the dog. Um, One idea that I love is instead of doing guest favors, make a donation for your guests in your dog's name to a dog rescue, to a local dog charity. I love that. Yeah. Something, something mm-hmm. along those lines that is still a really special way to incorporate your pet into the day. Um, 
And there's endless ideas of, of how you can do that on sites like Pinterest and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So any last thoughts, Jen, that you think we should know about this idea or anything you really think is important for people? Um, I mean, like you said, be, I, I think the biggest thing is just be honest with yourself. Like if you mm-hmm. have it in your mind that you want your dog to be a part of your big day because, you know, they're obviously special to you, but you have to really <laughs> dig deep and look at it and say, is this really something that's possible? Because I have clients who have dogs that are wonderful dogs, but like they might have some fear issues or reactivity issues. And like these people, like their dream is always, everyone tells me, I want to take my dog to Oso. Or I want to take my dog to farmer's market. It's like not every dog, no matter the training, is going to excel in those environments. So just be honest with yourself. And if you don't think it's right for everybody, because we we don't want the owners to be stressed. Obviously, it's their big day. We don't want the dog to be stressed. And we certainly don't want like the guests to be stressed. So incorporate them in a different way. Like you said, I think there's so many options. So they're, you know, they can be involved one way or the other. Right. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been super helpful. <laughs> I, I hope that this is, uh, couples could take this to heart and really either decide, you know, this is for them, this isn't for them, and maybe, you know, what steps they need to take to get there. Where, if people are in the Phoenix, Arizona area and they want some help with their dog, where can people find you on social? Do you have a website? Like, where can people find you and get help? So I have a website and it's libertydogtrainingaz.com. And then my Instagram is Liberty Dog Training and I have a ton of information there and a link to my website. So yeah, absolutely. And you're great on your socials. Like you said, there's YouTube channels and stuff, but you share a lot of information on your socials about dogs. Again, for people who might just be looking for some beginner info or interested in in training. So you're really generous with your knowledge as displayed by today and being on our podcast. So thank you so much. And we are going to, absolutely. Yeah. We are going to wrap up and we will see you all next Wednesday with a new episode. Thanks guys. for listening to the white dress optional podcast we will be here every wednesday remember you can follow us everywhere on social at brilliant bridal you can also email us at podcast at brilliantbridal.com and as always we would love it if you would leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts